The Razorbacks are officially done with their bye week, and they head into their next biggest test against the Auburn Tigers on the road. Why? The Razorbacks' time is now if they want to make sure that they finish out the season strong. We'll get into all of that as well as talk about where Arkansas fits in the SEC as the current state of things is kind of peculiar. And also, Razorback basketball with an exhibition game tonight. It's all going to come up on today's Locked on Razorbacks podcast. You are Locked on Razorbacks, your daily podcast on the Arkansas Razorbacks. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. And welcome into the Locked On Razorbacks podcast. I am your host, John Neighbors. I am also the host of Out of Bounds. You can catch every weekday afternoon from 1 to 4 on 1037thebuzz and 1037thebuzz.com. This episode of Locked On Razorbacks is brought to you by Sling TV. Sling has something for everybody, especially when it comes to college football coverage with the massive lineups of games across the ACC, Big Ten, Pac-12, and SEC. I can always watch the games I want on Sling, and now you can too. Check out Sling TV to see the massive lineup of games that they have all season long. Sling, the TV you love for the price you'll love. Try it today. Hope everybody had a wonderful weekend and enjoying the bye weekend, as I know that I certainly did, not being able to have to travel or have to uh, be stressed or upset or have to calm down the masses of Razorback fans was kind of a nice little gesture and a nice little thing to have for this weekend. But now we move on. We turn the page and... We have a uh, another big game to talk about, which I know we'll preview a lot this week This week against the Auburn Tigers. And I, I'm excited about this game. I'm excited where everything's going to be going. But it, it's like, now that the bye week's over, it becomes real. Like Now it becomes everything is on the line. This is the time for the Razorbacks. The time is now which may sound very cliche and very lame, and that's fine. It probably is a little bit. But the reason that I state it that way is because I believe that the Razorback football team still can have still can have a really good season this year and still can finish extremely strong to the season. But the thing is, is that with all their ups and downs and all arounds and their inconsistencies and their problems defensively and everything, it makes it really tough to fully buy into the fact that this team can go 5-0 and down the stretch. I, I mentioned it a little bit last week and how it's possible they can. You know, it, it's it could happen, but the confidence level that people may have as far as Arkansas actually pulling that off would be pretty low. And I wouldn't argue with you. I'm not going to sit here and try to argue with anybody that thinks that Arkansas is going to at least be tested heavily in this final stretch and maybe even lose some games too. But the thing is, is I call I talk, talked about last or two weeks ago, I should say week, about it Sam Pittman being a defining moment for him. And some of you I don't think understood that because some of you got mad at me about it. Like, oh, you're trying to say he's gonna get fired if he doesn't win the game against BYU. No, 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 no. I was saying that this was going to showcase in that game against BYU the level of still go get them attitudes, the level of not giving up. All of that, that was going to show you game because if Arkansas would have lost that game to BYU and they would have been three and four, lost four straight heading into the bye week, we all probably would be sitting here at this time and day and on this podcast saying that Arkansas will be lucky game. Like, that's where we would be at. And that's why that moment, that game was so important for Sam Pittman to completely and totally change that narrative to where now, after beating BYU, 
we sit back and we say, okay, they could do this. They could, they could pull this off. At least gave you some momentum and everybody getting healthy this weekend against Auburn is going to be big, which I know we'll hear from Sam Pittman uh, a little bit from, uh, from the media perspective as well. So just this is kind of the same thing, though, this week. Sam Pittman talked about how they needed the bye. Uh, we, you know, after the Mississippi State loss, he says, we need the bye. We don't have it, but we need the bye. And people kind of maybe took that out of context, but forget all that. When I'm looking at it as, okay, he thinks he needs the bye. The coaching staff think they need the bye because they know if they can get to the bye, things are going to change. Things are going to get better. Things are going to turn around and go forward and, and be great for the Razorbacks. Well, the bye has come and gone. Your bye week hit, Sam Pittman. So now that you got what you wanted, now that you're in a position to where you needed to be in after that Mississippi State game, not only beating BYU, but having that bye week and getting everybody healthy, now is the time that you have to prove yourself that this is still going to be a great season. You got what you want. Now, you still got a couple injuries. I think besides, or at least Catalan and Ladarius Bishop are the ones that are still going to be out for the whole year. Like, they're not coming back. But Sam Pippen made it sound like everybody else was coming back. Okay, that's huge, especially in the secondary. All the guys that were banged up and, and hurt look like, of course, they could use a time for rest. You know, Bumper Pool's been dealing with a lot of injury. You know, maybe he'll be good to go. Like, that's great. That's huge. So now the rest of the way, there's no excuse. No, there's no excuse for you giving up 50 points. You know, there's no excuse for you uh, not going out and being to, able to execute offensively. There's no excuses for that. Your team should be ready to roll right now. And they should be ready to head into this final five-game stretch completely and totally rejuvenated as almost it's a new season, which I don't like using that, but in a way it is. Because all you got to look at it is, hey, we we hit some bumps in the road. We, we, we went up and got hit in the mouth a few times. We had some disappointments, some failures. But after some time off and some time to get rested and get our minds right, now we see opportunities where we have five weeks, five straight weeks against beatable opponents where we can go out there and we can win at a high clip at the end of the season and finish with a better record and a better year than what we had last season. That's what I mean by their time is now. Can they prove to us that this bye week was something that they're going to benefit from? Can they prove to us that that win against BYU is something that they can build upon momentum-wise? Can they do that? I think they can, folks. I think they can. I think that they can beat Auburn this weekend on the road. They opened up as a five-point favorite or a three-point favorite, just kind of depending on where you're at. But Arkansas was a favorite where it opened in this game. They have Liberty at home they can win. Ole Miss and LSU, tough games, but you got them at home, and you can win those games. And then on the road against Missouri, one of the worst teams in the SEC at the end of the season, you should for sure beat them. So you have a great opportunity in front of you to close out this season in a major way. And if you're able to just find a way to go five and no, like I I take four and one for sure to get you to eight and four. But if you found a way to go five and oh, then everything's just gravy because you go nine and three. That AM game would still sting, but 
you think about just all of the good momentum you have to finish off the season and to possibly have a great bowl game, possibly a 10-win season, you know, maybe go back to a Florida bowl game, whatever it may be, you have all of that and it and it's right there for you. So that's what's really at stake here. And that's what's really possible right now. But it's a matter of can they get it done? And then as great as that would be, though, I would start thinking about if Arkansas was able to pull off the the nine and three season, I'd be as, as happy as can be. Don't get me wrong. But it would make me start to think of like, okay, so is this going to be a reoccurring thing every year where, our, where the Arkansas Razorback football team is going to start off strong, hit an absolute detrimental stretch in the middle of the year, and then finish strong? Hopefully there's a way to fix that and remedy that. But um, listen, they, they can make it happen. They're good enough to. But you got what you want, Sam Pittman. You got your bye week. What do you got for us? What are you going to show us? What do you got in your pocket? Razorback fans are very interested to see what happens next. Our partners at Nissan have worked with us to create a new segment across the Locked On College Network titled Thrilling Moments, where we highlight the most exciting play from the Razorbacks in their weekend game or throughout the history of our alma mater. And since the Arkansas Razorbacks didn't play this past weekend, this week's thrilling moment comes from when Arkansas took on Auburn in a previous game, and as I mentioned there in the crawl, Arkansas has, not, has only beaten Auburn once since 2012. That's disgusting. Uh, that's a that's a game that needs to be won, and in the losing streak to Auburn needs to come to an end rapidly, and hopefully it does, and it should, again, happen this weekend. So you're in a position now where you can finally end it, but the last time Arkansas beat Auburn was actually in 2015. During a time in that season where Arkansas was up and down, didn't really understand how good of a team they were, was very disappointing in the start of the year where they lost two non-conference games to Toledo and Texas Tech. Then they lost to AM. They got smoked by Bama. Uh, or not smoked by Bama. I guess Bama was later in the year. I forgot which other game they lost. But either way, the Auburn game was coming. The Auburn was coming to town, and it was a must-win game, a game that was extremely needed for the Razorbacks where they led pretty much the entire game. But just like in most cases under Brett Bielema, they gave up a late lead, and Auburn was able to come back and tie it to send it to overtime. Auburn gets the ball first and ends up scoring a touchdown in their first overtime. Arkansas is fourth down, and they got to make a play, and Brandon Allen is able to find Jeremy Sprinkle for a touchdown uh, to extend it to another overtime. And then it goes to another overtime and another overtime until finally in the fourth overtime, Arkansas is able to score first on a touchdown, which I believe was from Cody Walker. And when Arkansas is on defense, it's fourth down and nine and a big play made in the secondary by Arkansas to stop Auburn and the Razorbacks get the victory in four overtimes. It was a great game, great moment. Arkansas need, that was the last time they beat them. And that's pretty sad, but hopefully they end up getting a victory this weekend as well. This segment has been inspired by the thrilling new designs across Nissan with their new lineup of vehicles. Pursue what thr thrills you. In the all-new Frontier, the Armada, or the Pathfinder today. Available now at NissanUSA.com. You are Locked On Razorbacks. Your daily podcast on the Arkansas Razorbacks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. All right, so continuing on uh, with the Locked On Razorbacks podcast, I'm looking at the rest of the SEC. <coughs> Excuse me. And um, this past weekend, there wasn't really anything great. I mean, we kind of looked at it going into the weekend. And, uh, you know, there's nothing to really hang your hat on or be excited about. But 
Uh, the few SEC games that did happen, Tennessee is just, they blew out UT Martin. Like, sweep. Like, I don't know what I'm supposed to say to that. <coughs> I think they were actually, they weren't down, but it was close, like, for like two minutes. I saw people, like, tweeting. I was like, oh, well, the hangover for Tennessee is real. They won 65 to 24. Mm. So, that game happened. Uh, Alabama destroyed Mississippi State which was not surprising. It was kind of funny, though, because Mississippi State, I think I saw a stat that they hadn't scored a touchdown in Tuscaloosa since 2014. I was like, oh, like that's a long time. And they were about to not score a touchdown, but they did final, like the final play of the game was zero seconds on the clock. They did score a touchdown, and they uh, lost 30-6. to six, But Bama looked really strong. Now, the interesting game that Razorback fans got to look at was how LSU – spanked Ole Miss. And Arkansas is going to be playing both of these opponents at home later in the year. But LSU beat them 45-20. to 20. Ole Miss didn't score a point in the second half. And LSU just ran them off the field. Now, there's a couple of things in this game particularly that I, I look at. First off, uh, this is Ole Miss. Yeah, that's what happens when Ole Miss finally faces a decent team. Because they have gotten the, pan, the patty cake schedule all season long. Uh, the only game that they had that was decent was Kentucky, and Kentucky blew that game. Like that was a, like Ole Miss was not the better team that day. Kentucky just kept getting in their own way and turning the ball over twice uh, in the red zone. But when you play Troy, Central Arkansas, Georgia Tech, Tulsa, Vanderbilt, Auburn, like I'm sorry, they were not a top ten team, and they were giving up a ton. They gave up 34 points to Auburn. Are you kidding me? 27 points to Tulsa. Like, they're just they're not a good football team. And once they ran into a good team, you saw what happened. They got smoked by LSU. So I was pretty happy to see that because it, it finally got everybody to understand that, like, and again, I don't know how Ole Miss got that schedule, but it finally got the uh, people to wake up and saying this team is not that good. So that was number one. But two, LSU's looking stronger, and they're getting better as the season goes on. You know, they looked like absolute doo-doo in the beginning of the season, especially that loss to Florida State. And then they got smoked by Tennessee. But, you know, they kind of went through a stretch where the only decent team they played was Mississippi State, and they beat pretty handedly. But they barely beat Auburn, only by four points. They barely beat Florida by 10 points. So, you know, there's been times where they've looked good and times where they've looked bad, but against Ole Miss, they looked really good. And they have a bye week, and then they play Alabama, which is going to be huge. But they got Arkansas after Alabama, which is great for Arkansas because if you ever wanted a, uh, a way to kind of reverse it or maybe get a little bit of a hangover uh that would be the game to have it especially at home so and also by the way and, and this game too and maybe i'm bringing up stuff that people don't care about but in this game too like they lsu fans rush the field are y'all kidding me are y'all serious y'all won a national championship three years ago and you're rushing the field when you beat Ole miss get out of here dude that's lame that and like I'm not trying to be the 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 rushing the field police, you know, the storm chasing police or anything like that. But that's that's lame. Come on, you're LSU for crying out loud. Okay, you had a you didn't have a great year last year, or really the year before it was pretty average. But you're gonna sit there three years removed from a national championship and rush the field when you beat Ole Miss. Come on, pathetic. Like, I didn't – like, when Arkansas beat Texas, that was at least gave them a reason because they've been terrible for four straight years. But, yeah, I thought that was really stupid and lame. But, anyway, uh, Missouri beat Vanderbilt 17-14. to 
like the battle of the worst. Like Arkansas better destroy Missouri. Like they better beat them so badly that it like it, it just it they have to. It's it just needs to be done. And then South Carolina beats AM and they're at five and two. Now they're a top 25 team, which I think is a little premature because South Carolina got smoked by Arkansas and Georgia. And the only decent team that they've beaten this year is Kentucky. But that was when Kentucky did not have Will Levis, if I'm not mistaken. Um, I want to make sure I get the, get that right. Uh, yeah, they had their backup quarterback in there, and they beat him by ten. So I think the, also I think the love for South Carolina is a little little weird. They're five and two, but they beat Georgia State, Charlotte, South Carolina State, Kentucky, and A and M. Okay, but you got smoked by Arkansas and smoked by Georgia. So I, I don't believe that they're a top 25 team. But here's the thing. They got Missouri next. That'll win that. And Vanderbilt next. Then they finish the season, Florida, Tennessee, Clemson. They ain't winning any of those three. So uh, they'll probably go seven and five. At least they should. Uh, but they're not going to win any. I don't think they'll beat Florida. I don't think South Carolina's good, to be honest. I just showed you how pathetic Texas A&M is. And that's what makes it even worse. And it just makes me even sicker. Arkansas has an embarrassing loss on their schedule this year. You know what? I thought... That Arkansas was done losing to the Western Kentuckys and the North Texases of the world. But this season, they lost just an equally pathetic to an equally pathetic team in Texas AM. And it drives me up a wall. I cannot believe that. Like, I understand that, you know, sometimes you're just going to lose games that you shouldn't. But the fact that Arkansas lost to AM this year still makes it extremely embarrassing. And, they played their worst game by far this season, like not even close. They played their worst game against AM. People say uh, Mississippi State, but no, you, you had your backup quarterback and you were just riddled with injuries. No, against AM, you had no excuse. You just played your worst game and you lost to a pathetic, disgustingly terrible Texas AM team. And that sucks. So it, it hurts. It hurts more. You should have won that game, but still. Uh, that's just another funny thing about AM that I'm like, woo. The guys got the balls to fire Jimbo. Don't know. You probably should think about it because this guy, I don't care what anybody says. Oh, with the number one recruiting class. Oh, but they're so young. Okay. He's been there for what? Four years now? Five years now? I think it's five. Okay. You've been there five years and you've had like one good year and it was the COVID year. <clears throat> but other than that, you've been pretty terrible. Pretty, pretty lame. For that much money and that much great recruiting, you should be at least, at least, an eight to nine win team every year at the minimum, at the floor. And this year, you may not even be making a bowl game. Like Texas A&M's three and four right now. And the rest of their schedule, they got Ole Miss next, loss. Florida next, loss. No, I don't know. That one could be a tough one. At Auburn, they probably lose. I don't know. Maybe if Brian Harson's still there, they may win that one. Then they have UMass and they have LSU, which they're losing. So you could be sitting at best case scenario in their final five games, get two wins. They go five and seven. Five and seven is a realistic thing. <laughs> How the mighty have fallen. How hilarious is that? All right, folks. Uh, I got to tell you, you know, with uh, times when you get active outside, and, you know, especially when the weather's just perfect right now, you're going out for runs and whatnot, trying to enjoy the weather. Or uh, maybe you're trying to, to go out and enjoy the fall weather, go to these pumpkin patches that apparently everybody's doing. Whatever it is, when you go out in public and you're outside and it's a little bit warmer than what you're expecting, you know you're going to start sweating and how embarrassing that can be when you're out there with your significant other and you lift up your arms to have your kid up in the air or whether you're lifting a Christmas tree or a pumpkin, whatever it may be. And as soon as you lift it up, everyone's like, ooh, that guy, because you're just drenched right there under the armpit. 
pretty embarrassing. You don't want to be that guy. Well, luckily for you, there is something great that can help you out, and he can help you out right now. It is sweat block. You know, that's the thing about sweat block. It is something that not only is able to combat the odors, but also combat the sweat more so than anything. So that way, when you're doing those things outside, and anytime somebody sees you lift up your arms, you have no embarrassing watermarks. It's completely and totally gone. And sweat block, what's great about it is it was invented by somebody who struggled with this problem, a doctor who struggled with this problem. And so not only is it doctor created, but it is doctor recommended as well. So you or someone you know has embarrassing sweat and is experiencing this or odor, try SweatBlock today. You can save 20% with promo code locked on at sweatblock.com. Again, that's saving 20% with promo code locked on at sweatblock.com, also available on Amazon. You are locked on Razorbacks, your daily podcast on the Arkansas Razorbacks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, so uh, final segment here on the Locked On Razorbacks podcast. Razorback basketball is going on tonight, and uh, that's exciting. It's an exhibition game, though, so I know, I know that people probably don't get as excited for that as anybody else that gets excited for games and whatnot, but I think it's kind of cool. I think it's cool to have the fact that you're going to game tonight. It's not going to be on TV or anything like that, but the way you can listen to it is on the Razorback Game Day app. But it's a ticket event. I know there's going to be a huge crowd there tonight. Uh, people are going to be checking them out, too. But, um, you know, just a few things. Obviously, the Texas game later this week on the road will be on the Longhorn Network, so you have a chance to, to watch it. Uh, but the thing that is going to be interesting to see is what Musk does with the starting lineup. That's the thing I'm going to be looking for the most because we know that, like, the only ones that I feel like are going for sure to start would be. Nick Smith and Anthony Black. I feel like those are the ones that for sure are going to start in, in, in these games. And then probably Devo, you would think. Like Devo would start. Um, but besides that, I don't really know. You know, who, what's he going to do at the forward spots? Is he going to be Trevin Brazil? Are they going to throw him into the mix? Or, or I should no, no, take Devo. I think Ricky Council will also be the starter. I think, I think he'll be a starter. Between him and Devo. But either way. Um, but, you know, is Trevin Brazil, is it going to be Jalen Graham? Is it going to be the, the Mitchell twins? What are they going to do with that forward spot, the 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 guys down low and, and all of that? That's the thing I'm going to be most fascinated about to see is who is much trusting, at least in this exhibition game, what he's shown in the most in practice, of who he thinks is worthy of getting that starting spot. So uh, I'll be looking forward to that and checking that out as well. But it should be great. And basketball season uh, will be starting up here in just a couple weeks, officially. And we'll be able to start seeing, is this team living up to the expectation that they have, which is an extremely high expectation as well. Appreciate everybody listening into the Locked On Razorbacks podcast. Be sure to like and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or on Google Play. You can also get after me on Twitter at BuzzJohnNeighbors for any questions, comments, concerns that you may have. We'll keep it going from there. Same podcast time, same podcast channel tomorrow afternoon. Have a great day, everybody. We'll see you then.